nations. Welcome to the practice run of what we're going to call the Wordsworth Weekly. I am John. I am one of the co-commentators on Peacock's Radio. I am one of the hosts on this podcast. Joining me for this is my co-commentator, Rich Smith. Say hello, Rich. Well, hello. You got my surname wrong already, John. No, it's still partly your surname to deal with it. Fair enough. 50 cents pass. We've also got... Head of social media for Taunton Town, Max Fournier. Max Wells, say hello. Hello, how are we? Right, not too bad. And also, we've got a performance analyst, is that correct? Adam White. Say hello, Adam. Hello, Adam. There we go. I was waiting for someone to do that. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about, obviously, Taunton Town. We're going to be reviewing games and season so far and previewing coming up. But I wasn't there at the last game, so I'm going to leave that bit for you to talk to, because I have no idea. So, over away. Staff, how bad was it? It was all right. Well, do we, where do we start? Do we start at like half past seven in the morning, or do we start off at the game? Oh, we, start, we, we start at half past seven in the morning, you, so why not? You've got to start at the beginning, so you haven't even made so it. In, in the beginning, there was nothing. Then, then there was a big bang. There was a big bang, or... or God made a world, depending on you know your beliefs. Oh, science uh, proves there was a big bang. So we'll uh, ignore that. Uh, Carry the on. Podcast is not going down that route. No, it's not. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, in- inclusivity, inclusivity. We we accept all at Talking Town. So no, the big bang is right. <laughs> Seven thirty Saturday morning. You're in Taunton, Rich. Begin. So we all meet up in the car park as I no- normal do on an away trip. The coach arrives to a lovely smell of diesel slash smoke slash something going wrong. Everyone gets on the bus, not a problem. Get to Bridgewater to pick up Drea and a couple of the players. And uh, Carl turns around and get the kit man and he says, um, yeah, the coach isn't working. <laughs> um, so this is this is great, considering that Dover is like five hours away. Um, then get told that um, oh it's a new engine everything's going to be fine yeah it'll be alright don't worry about it then get told that um, oh we're going to be on reduced power and we're this is like quarters of eight in the morning get to Brid- and you know he manages to get the engine back running 60 miles per hour up to Bristol that is it get to Bristol and he leaves the engine running then get told there's no electricity, so we can't use the chargers. We can't use the microwave. I, I couldn't even have my shepherd's pie, John. Oh, uh, you bet you were fuming. Absolute travesty. It was. That, I that, don't know how he's recovered. He's probably had like three since then. I have, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, then we, then we get to, on the way to um, Reading, where we normally stop for a coffee. Um, get told, yeah, no problem. The coach is going to be fixed in Dover. Not a problem. Get to Dover. Um, we're all basically sweating off what's the mitts off because it's no air conditioning, no nothing. Um, 
arrive at the grounds to be told we're only allowed uh how many members of press was it max we were allowed two, two press and one photographer so that's Can you right. just highlight just... how warm that day was by the way it was for boiling. like the 7th of october yeah it's like 23 degrees i could still think it was summer sweltering. To be fair, the players came off the coach. Granted, they were sweating because obviously no air conditioning, but they were all wearing t-shirts, shorts, like we all were. Ross Stern was topless from like junction twenty-six. Oh, Rich was happy then. (laughs) (laughs) Rich was loving Um, the view. But yeah, we got to the turnstile only to discover that they they were saying, "Oh no, you're only allowed two members of press and one photographer." So that basically. Was me and, and Matt doing doing the commentary, and Debbie. But the problem was Martin was there as well, um, who is also like does photography. Granted, he's not club affi- affiliated, but the problem he takes photos and sends them off to non-league paper, and you know what name it. Um, he had his camera taken off him. Darren, um, the the guy who films the game for us, um, had his camera taken off because apparently Dover's highlights are enough. Um, and then so we walk through only to, to be asked and then no one's pointing where the press box is or nothing like no hi how you doing you, you know I'm really sorry about your coach you want a drink of water like they did at, at Tombridge when we arrived when it was boiling hot even hotter yeah that was ridiculous um, <laughs> I went there for that I and then we got there. to oh, no. we got to um, so we, we asked where the press box was got pointed over to the far side of the ground and me and Max arrived in there. It was dusty, cobwebs everywhere. The electric had been cut. There was no um, place to like plug in to charge anything because obviously electric had been cut. Oh, there were plugs, there were plugs, but the wires to the plugs had been cut on purpose so you couldn't have power. There was like, there, like, the, like the, previous the, week's the, match as well, wasn't there? The wiring yeah. was all there, like it was all ready to go, but they, but the actual wires had been like cut with like cable snips or whatever, like they'd just been like, cut straight through, and it almost was, as if just purely out of spite. And we were behind Perspex glass as well, and it wasn't even clean, so like the, your your view left to right was just, well, you know, smeary. Yeah, but that was. So that was our welcome there. So we don't want to obviously give too much of what happened around that, but it just gave the whole day. Oh, Italy have scored, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, don't don't be bearer of bad news when you're already giving out a bad story. Yeah, we don't need to know about England, Italy, because we're talking about Tottenham. Who even cares about England? <laughs> Sorry, it's right. It's, it's right there. Um, yeah, oh. the game itself, that whole atmosphere just ruined the, the day out for us because we had troubles with the microphones we had troubles with the laptop dying um the game itself i'll let the boys talk about this as well but the game itself we were really slow to start weren't we adam big time but that was we sort of called that because what we got on the bus at what time half past seven yeah and we got to dover at half past one and oh, the front of the bus the front of the bus was warm, but the back of the bus was was hot over the top of the engine. The engine's working double time to just try and stay alive, basically. Um, and you're watching the boys get off the bus, the players get off the bus, and they're already dripping. And you're like, you've got to play football an hour and a half. Like, 
it's not ideal preparation. Um, so we sort of anticipated a little bit of a slow start, but I actually thought the game was okay. Like we we had a good spell just before half time, sort of the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, where we play really well and deservedly we're winning. Um but you could see it then towards the end of the second half where boys had nothing left. They're sort of running on fumes a little bit. And I think if we were at home that day, we we win that game 4-1. We 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 go away with that game big time. Um it, it proves how like important it is to get the right coach. And it's a very first world problem. Oh, you're busting of <laughs> aircon and things like that. But that's the difference between three points and one point. And that might be the difference between Playoffs, promotion, relegation, whatever, you don't know. So, um, definitely was. Is it just me, or did he go very robotic then? He yeah, did. He, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. AI took over, chat GPT finished off his sentence room there. I know he's doing the robot dance. I thought that bit, yeah. I, I think we played play well, given the given the circumstances of what the boys had to go through to get, get to that game. I think I we think played well. We didn't do enough to win the game. No, 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 no. But I think but they did. They played well regardless. I think. I think. Um, I think a point away at Dover. Um, I think Dover were always going to be up for it because they were against it. You know, they were near near bottom of the league and started well. You know, they were always going to be up for it. Always they'll, be try, they'll take, trying they'll to take get points. their first three points. They'll take a point there. 100%. They'll they'll take points off other teams going there this season. One hundred percent. If you've got to go there on a Tuesday or december january february on a saturday afternoon whatever when it's rough they'll they'll take points off people for sure they strong the sort of team once they get sort of one one win maybe two they'll, they'll start getting more mm-hmm. you know they've had a slow start of the season but i think once they once they find a rhythm i think they'll they'll get a lot better so that's anyway, the game the, podcast. The, the pre-game and the game covered how was the trip home on the really bad bus um, Not as bad actually because it, you know. I say I can't. I don't think it was as bad, but why don't I think that? I think we, were, I think we were because we were so knackered because of how hot it was. I think the majority of us were asleep by the time we got, actually got out of Dover. Young Maxi over here, he graced us with his um, with his X Factor did. skills, didn't he? To be fair, yeah, he did. Yeah, what was it you sang, Max? I had what to do sang? my initiation. What did you sing, Mister Brightside? Oh, how's that go again? I can't remember. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, because we'll probably get done for copyright if he starts yeah, singing. Ab- it. Absolutely not. You know, other songs are available. Other songs Adam, are available. Yeah, I mean, I've done mine. Did mine away at Maidstone. John, have you oh, done what yours? What was your song? No, I haven't done mine yet. You what two, Chelmsford away. I did simply the best. Oh, that's good. That's a good choice. Out. You've got to do a duet. You've got to do a duet. Surely. I think. <laughs> I think me and John have already said we're going to do Tenacious D. I, I didn't Can't say anything. I've kind of been coerced into it. <laughs> Blink five times if you were coerced. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the, the trip on the way back, it wasn't that bad. I, all I felt sorry for was the actual, both the coach drivers, because they were told by Scania, which is obviously the company that deals with trucks and van, and lorry, um, trucks, buses, lorries, repairs. They were told that they would meet them in Dover to repair the bus. So normally those two guys would go and watch the game I believe, um, you know, and then come back to the coach, and then we go afterwards. They waited outside all get all afternoon for them to arrive, and they were tinkering and like getting the bus back to some sort of working condition. We had electric on the way back, 
I'm not entirely sure if we had air conditioning or not. I can't remember. The drivers uh, did. Drivers did. The priorities, they are driving you. It's fine. They can have it. Yeah, they can have it. Now, I think I think a couple of players were absolutely fuming to find out the drivers had, had aircon. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had aircon. They walked they walk right past where the drivers were sitting and felt when a, we got off the bus. cold air. <laughs> and they were not happy. Granted, yeah. right? Yeah, fair enough. If I'm driving a coach, I'm making sure I've got the aircon. Yeah, you want the driver to be comfortable because they're... Self, self-preservation and all that. Yeah, I, I respect it. Yeah. So that is the Dover away covered. Should we talk about the season so far? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave this. I'll leave this to you three because I've I've only been here sort of. Three, what were you doing games. before, Matt? Well, to, to be to be fair, what was I doing before? Uh, I was at some you know, small little club doing a few bits here and there, but nothing really of note. You say you've only done three or four games, but it's the same as Richard. But he's been on holiday for a so. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's his own choice. He's missed most of it as well, so... We've done we the same amount of games. Rich has we been in for two seasons. <laughs> we were digging at where poor old Max, where we've had to rescue him from. Yeah, you were on holiday during football season, so you're going to get ridiculed. Yeah, Actually, but I think... I correct that. You've had three holidays so far during football season. I'm sorry, okay? But yeah, you're going to get teased about it, so deal with it. No, I was but, just hoping but, we could we could smooth over my whole. Uh, my whole no, no, we're, we're not. Oh no. oh no, we're no, not. No, 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 no. It's going to be brought up pretty much every week. We're going to ridicule you for it until. Oh God! You get bored. I heard you only came to Dover because you knew we were playing in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I didn't even know we were going to be playing in yellow. Oh, well, um, <laughs> that, that's mental. Right, so season so far, Richard, how's it going? Well, considering I better start to be fair because obviously you three, oh, to be fair, all three of you have joined this season, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah, considering last year, um, it was our first year in the national league. Um, South, South. It's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's that system, mate. All right, it's a national league system. It's a whole thing. Um, to stay up last season was, you know, that was the target. This season going in, knowing the fact of obviously Yeovil coming down, Torquay coming down, um, other clubs becoming full-time, we knew, or myself my, myself knew, that we were going to be in for a massive challenge this year but due to the fact of we're probably, we probably are, probably take it Avely out of the equation we've probably got the most smallest budget in this league um infrastructure wise we you know there's no money coming in massively that we know of um to the club itself so to be where we are currently what 12 games in um yeah. second in the table it's you couldn't if if I said to you last season when I said to you come and help me on board with Peacock's radio as a woman called then, but yes. Well, it wasn't called anything then, was it? It was just called commentary with Rich back then. Rich on Twitter. Um, when he turns up. <laughs> when, when he's not on holiday. Leave it. Um, <laughs> oh, Rich, you're getting like a, you're getting getting rinsed there, lad. Oh, yeah, you're next, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, everyone's <laughs> going to get some, so just wait your turn. Yeah, so uh, to be finished, yeah, to be, to be second on the table is beyond anyone's expectations to be fair um 
if you, I think when we're if we're in this in this position, come Boxing Day, for example, or after the both fixtures against Yeovil, if we're still in the top six, then we have a realistic opportunity to battle for the playoffs. However, we all know the ground isn't ready to go. Like infrastructure there isn't ready for us to go up. Um, yeah, I think if ask me again in a couple of months' time if we're in if we're going to be where we are, I'd bite your hand off. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, twelve games in is not enough to get carried away, but enough to think, "Oh, hello." Um, I also think I agree with what you say about Christmas and New Year, and once that's out the way, potentially have a bit of better, better of an idea. But a lot of teams in this league have had a high turnover of players. A, a lot of teams have come to Taunton with basically new squads, whereas Taunton have kept a lot of the same boys in. They all know each other. That counts for so much in the first handful of games, first dozen games. Where uh, So my favourite game so far season is St Albans. And if we were a newly put together side, we don't win that game. We do not win that game. Rich, you were there when you were there. <laughs> the amount of times we've dug in, so St Albans was a, was a dig-in game. Maidstone away was a dig-in game. Dartford at home was a dig-in game. That's seven points. In, in three games right there, that's that's the difference between a, a team maybe only getting one, two points, maybe getting a win in terms of digging in and being undefeated. And one thing being undefeated is the next thing, winning two, drawing one out of those three games. Um, Tunbridge was a, was a fantastic example of how far the team have come in a short amount of time. I, uh, I anticipated a, a better season than last year, but maybe not quite as good a start as what we've got now. Um, I would, I would resist the playoff talk for the for as long as possible, but I'd enjoy the ride. Yeah, I only talk playoffs when it's confirmed. <laughs> well, again, if if the ground isn't ready, there's any point in getting your hopes up. Do you know what I mean? Mm, um, yeah. Would it be fun to experience? Yes. Would it be heartbreaking to win the playoffs and then be like, by the way, you can't go up? They probably said, oh, you'll have to ground share with the club down the road. And, and they were like, no, we're not doing and that. And it's a long way to talk here, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> no one wants I to go think there. It, that would probably be more... Would that be more painful than relegation, in your opinion? Would it be more painful than relegation of winning the playoffs and not being a go up? No. I, I think no, relegation's no, 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 no. worse because yeah. you're watching loss after loss after draw after yeah. loss. At least when you're not allowed to go up, you're still watching wins, you're still... Yeah, the process when you get to go there. Yeah, definitely well, right. You, you've obviously come in after the uh, you know last well last few seasons watching another club in Somerset, which you won't name. Yeah, um, like myself, um, Bridgewater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what What do you What do you like? How do you feel about what you've seen so far? Are you surprised or very surprised because? When we first started talking about doing the commentary between me and you, it was be prepared for a relegation scrap, be prepared for losses and a, a lot of scrappy games. Wasn't prepared to do 12 games, lose only one so far. <laughs> so it's 
it's a nice change from what I'm used to watching. And like I said to you guys at the weekend, I did go and watch the other club in Somerset on, on Saturday. And I actually, cool. I actually enjoy watching Taunton with you guys more than I did watching them, which were the team I've grown up with. So I think that would prove to everyone how good of a club Taunton is to come and watch. Because I've been doing this for a couple of months and I'm enjoying the absolute hell out of it and wouldn't change it for a thing. Max? Yeah, so I've been watching considerably worse football. (laughs) Um, But I I, I really enjoy how we play. I think it's it's proper, proper non-league football. When you see some of these sides come in and they try and play Tippy tappy. I don't like it. Right. I want to see proper non-league football where people dig in. They play. They play to win, not to look good. They play to get points. They play to get results. They play football. It's proper football. I think you have to be careful with that, though, because not everybody thinks that. Oh no! Yeah, but then people uh, like the. The guy down the street that just wants to talk about football with his mate probably wants to talk about goals. So the one nil home win, mm. I look as an analyst and I'm buzzing with that game. Regardless, it, it, great if we win. Yeah, we we, even, we look at that as volunteers because people who who work with these boys like, who see this every week and that's class. Exactly. We have we have a bit more of an invested sort of approach into it because we're around it. Yeah. Um, but for me and probably the same for John and, and Max as well. As a newcomer coming into it, to I feel like I've been here for ages. I feel like I've oh, been yeah. here for I feel, I feel like, like I've been, been here for for, for for years because you come in, someone says hello, you don't know the name, you get to know the name, then you have a chat with them, then you see them the next week, then you say, Oh last week was good or oh what about that bus at Dover and what about this? What about this? And you just you have you have a common approach, you have a you have a, an interest that um, just it, it's a very good distraction tactic is football. I think if if you've got stuff outside of work, whatever this and someone else, come to football for two hours. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's class. It's like um when I was on the coach going to the Murphy game in the FA Cup, it was the supporters coach. So of course, the team didn't put one on because half the team already live in Wales, so it makes it easier for them. I was on the supporters coach, and I actually had quite a few of the actual fans come up to me and say, you're the guy doing the commentary on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's brilliant, man, isn't it? Love it. And that, to us, is just reaffirming why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing it, not because we're really benefiting from it. We're doing it because, A, we want to. B, we want to give something to the fans. So yeah. that's it's given us, like, we're getting recommendations from it and everything and we're getting recognition but we're also meeting people getting to know people having fun and enjoying ourselves which is kind of what you want at a football match isn't it how many listens has peacock radio got since the dover game because we've not had one since then i've had a check it's seven and a half thousand that is that's mental mental. mental. i was thinking like with me like and subscribe to the podcast no. So, um, 
Adam's already got that marketing feel perfect. He's down to a T this point. I've watched so much YouTube in my life. <laughs> I was born. We need that little uh, little things pop up pop up at the bottom of the screen. Well, right here. That's where it goes. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, it goes right right in the bottom here, lads. When Rich gives Scania right such a good endorsement earlier. I thought they might sponsor us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so today's episode is sponsored by Scania Taunton. Scania, thank we'll you. We'll see. We'll turn up. We never will. <laughs> that's the Dover ones that won't turn up. Scania Dover. Oh God. Do you know? Was, yeah, talking to. We might be there. It's like when we were Rich started. I was like, we were kind of thinking that if we got. 5,000 people halfway through the season, we'd consider that a success. Yeah, definitely. Now, we're 12 games in and we've gone 7,500 listens, which to us is absolutely it's, insane. It's class. How many of them are you, John, out of interest? Well, none, because I'm the one doing the talking. 7,400. On, <laughs> On the way back from Dover um, last weekend, Rob came and tapped me on the shoulder and actually had a chat about how the whole Peacock's radio is is going and like asked like you know how did it go today explain the problems we had and then obviously he wanted to know where you were John obviously I said like obviously he's having a well-deserved rest because like he's done every game so far this season um and I said you know he's he's having fun with his with his mates and I, and he said like you know how many listens have we got and I said at the time before looking obviously at the figures from last weekend, I said, "Oh, we're about six and south six thousand odd," and literally his jaw hit the floor. It was like, "Really?" And it's like, "Yeah, seriously." And he goes, "Considering what you two have done, like your your two mates, and you've started this this season." And he said, "Rob knew that I did some last year." Yeah, and he said, "For you two to take it on more professionally and to gain interest from people, not just in Taunton. We've got listeners in Japan. We've got listeners who." of our supporters club based in um, the east of England, they're listening in as well, which is yeah. amazing. Exposure is 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 amazing. It, it is amazing. It is a, to to bring extra, well, I was going to say extra eyes, but it's extra ears in this case, um, but into the club, just you, you don't know who's listening and that's the power of it. And yeah. the more people you can get, the bigger the footprint will become. It's, it's phenomenal. And that's kind of part of the reason why we decided to, start doing a podcast because then people can listen on their own terms to what we're saying instead of where they have to listen to us at 3 p.m on a saturday they can listen to us listen you must you must listen then because that's the only time we're doing it but now now. if we're doing a podcast and we're talking about it they can listen uh 3 a.m thursday evening when they're doing a night shift or something yeah exactly so that way we're putting a bigger footprint out there for anyone who wants to get involved and have a listen and we get to have a chat throughout the week as well which is always good if you can't come to Taunton Taunton will come to you little little slice of peacocks in your pocket (laughs) oh that's so much better than what I just said like, have you not been doing like some marketing research or something? Oh, yeah, this, this, is, this, is this is just my degree coming through. Peacocks in your pocket. Love that. Little, little slice of peacocks in your pocket. I was, I was thinking like each episode needs to have like a quote as the name of the episode. And I think we found it. I think we found hey. one. Yeah. Unless someone come up with something better, I think that's it. Write it down, episode John. One. Episode that's right, one. I'll go back and edit everything anyway, so I'll find it. <laughs> so just a, a question for all three of you then do, do you yeah. feel as though going back to what we were talking about like how 
you three have joined the club this year. Do you feel now part of the Taunton community? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, that's an easy answer. Yes. The fact that people can come up to me at football and talk to me like they know me. Yeah. Because they've listened to me waffling on about football for an hour and a half. And it feels like that I'm their friend now. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I get it on a home game where, because I've got my clipboard and they're like, what do you do? And I'm, like, oh, I'm an analyst. And they're like, what, what What? does that do? What do you do at the game? And the amount of people, yeah, <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. But the amount of people that sort of just engage in conversation, one, because you have the badge on, and two, because you have the badge on, you're very, very clearly not a player. Um, <laughs> I wonder what gives it away. <laughs> My uh, the but the amount of people that are happy enough and confident enough to come in and like, engage a conversation with you um and understand that the team is much bigger than 11 players 16 players however many um and they just want to get your opinion on it and they just want to say oh how long have you been doing this oh what where do we do that and then they give you they give their opinion on it because football everyone's got an opinion and it's like just people are because it's all common common interest and everyone's there for taunton it if you if you're there with a badge on as well then it's it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter how long you've been going you you're in yeah that sounds really cheesy (laughs) you're in so when i found myself without a club i had a lot of offers to go places and i had basically planned out I was going to fix this had lined up. I was going to do six clubs in six weeks. Right. So Taunton was my first stop. But then the plan was I was just going to spend the next sort of five, five weeks going to different clubs, seeing how, you know, seeing what people I met, what the club was like, what the, what it was behind the scenes, who was I meeting, who was I going to be working with? That's not just, you know, volunteers, players, but it's also the fans. You know, because at the end of the day, what we're producing content wise, gets consumed by fans. It doesn't get consumed by players. It don't get consumed by management. It don't get consumed by backroom. It's consumed by fans. And if you've got good fans who you can tell love their club and absolutely want their club to do well, then it makes the jobs much easier. Yeah, so I agree. I didn't even bother with those extra five weeks. But those five other clubs, I just said, sorry, lads, I found Famicom I want to go to. Because for me, it wasn't about finding the highest level. You know, I would happily do what I'm doing in the Western League if the club I was at, the, the atmosphere was right. And I said to myself, I wasn't going to force myself to go to Taunton or that's up the road, and the other side of Somerset, um, just because I want to work in Banner myself. Yeah, it was all always going to be the atmosphere for me, the people, and just generally how the club was, was going. Was um, that what dragged you here then, really? Was that... Absolutely. I, I went for one game and I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. And I found myself, after 20 years of being not a Taunton fan. Good save. Found myself celebrating a last-minute winner. Something I never thought in my life I would do. Was your first game at St Albans? Yes. My first game at St Albans, and I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. It was class. That last-minute winner, I never thought in my life I would celebrate a Taunton Town last-minute winner. And I found myself doing it. And I thought, 
this is my club. These are my people. This is my club. I'm getting myself in here. Put a peacock in my pocket. Here we go. So, Richard, as you've asked us that question, I'll flip it to you. What's it like actually watching games this season? (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't know. He turns up when he wants. (laughs) So, um, yeah, to, to, to be fair, now that I've, I mean, instead of standing on the TV gantry scaffolding, which Adam's witnessed, it's not the most safest thing in the world. Um, to stand up there and do commentary by yourself, trying to grow something for the club. You know, I, I offered it last year by myself. I said, look, if you if this club wants to grow, because now we're in the National League, um, if this club wants to grow and do something else regarding social media, regarding commentary, regarding anything else, I said, I'll do it. So obviously I had help with um on a couple of games with Josh Perkins, the guy who works at the BBC. Um he, he helped out immensely last year. Um but had to have now this little group of volunteers like not just us four, but Debbie the photographer, you've got Carl, you've got Jordan, the other analyst, you've got other members of staff, all those people who you would turn up and like like Adam said earlier, well, hi, how you doing? And if you go say hi to them, how you doing each week, just that little feeling of watching, of going to um, football with your friends, they now become friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I've only, I've only known like Adam and Max for what, three months, but it feels as though we've known each other for, for years because like the band that we're having not only on here, but like the group chat and like at matches, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I agree. Think... I agree. And the thing it's, is... what, it's what football's all about. I've known, I think I've known Richard I... for about what ten years, easily, easily, and I think I've only seen him like six times. <laughs> Why, John? Why? I think, <laughs> but... I mean, John, you I... just keep you just keep digging for gold, but don't you? Yeah, I, uh... I'm finding it as well. <laughs> Coming going into a football team. If you're a player, if you're part of the coaching setup, if you're a volunteer or or whatever, going in where you don't know anyone is daunting in itself. Doesn't matter what level massive, you're at. Massive level. If you're, just, just, that's just life. Yeah. If you're then at a football team that have done well previous to you being there, um, got promoted, competing at a sixth level of uh English football, and you, you walk in, you're like you can be guilty of thinking Oh, this is a bit of a closed, closed community. Do you know what I mean? This is a little bit of a if, if your face doesn't fit, but it's not like that at all. And I can honestly say that, like, there's not one bad person apart from John. There we go. Other than that, <laughs> the the welcome that uh, that you feel, and like Rich says, there touched on there, the the community feel that you have of getting on the bus with these people. It's not just turning up on a Saturday when we play at home for three hours and they're going again, it's it, like I left home at 10 to six to go to get the bus from Taunton at Dover. And I got home at one o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing that because I don't, because what am I getting out of it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it's got to be, it's more than football. The football's great, but there's, there's, there's a more of a, there's more of a purpose there than, than just watching football for 90 minutes. Question for you then, John. Yeah. Um, obviously you joined, this season, your first game 
we did was obviously the one nil home win first game of the season against uh, against Braintree. Not one two one. Technically, um, that's the second game. All right, you're friendly. Right, first... We did the friendly first. <laughs> all right, right, yeah, okay. The first league game then, yeah, was obviously the Braintree game. Then it went to Avely, where it was probably the worst game of football in my living memory at the moment. That's a that's a shout, Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, These two would know because they weren't joined by that. What... <laughs> no, I was on holiday. Oh yeah, there we go. I, so... I was uh, I was also on holiday. Oh, yeah, right. indisposed. I, I, I was I was at an undisclosed location. <laughs> anyway, carry um, on. Job center. Job center. So no, no, no. I wasn't job center at that point. I was still happily, happily in, in, in volunteering. Happily. Not employed, not employed, volunteering. Yeah. So John, what after the after that game, were you thinking to yourself, what have I let myself in for? Or no, from the way that you described it before we'd even started the preseason friendly. I thought that would have been the norm. Of he, he signed himself tramps. up for that every week. Yeah. It's like you said, we're going to get pretty much get trounced every week. So, oh, thank you for your team, mate, Rich. Cheers, Rob, Rich. If you're listening to this, or if you ever hear me say that, it, it's just my opinion. All right, it's he, no he's going to hear it because I'm going to play it for him. <laughs> we're going to make sure Rob hears specifically. Print on t-shirts, get all the whole team to wear it. Hang, hang it in the Louvre. <laughs> And our first guest tonight is Rob Dre. Oh, <laughs> Rob! He's been here the whole time. I um, I know what you mean though, because I I came in with that that oh, it's it's National League South and this and someone else, and that first goal of the season, Braintree won the lot in the fifth minute, tenth minute, whatever. Do you remember that goal, Rich? Yes, I remember it, mate. That, I was there. That was I, a Dan Lavican <laughs> miss kick, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It wasn't really a miss kick. I sliced it or something. I was. I can't really remember, but I know he did something. He went to clear it, but anyway, anyway, I've got him. still got. Yeah. But after that went in, I thought, oh, is this is this what we've got here for for forty six games coming up? Um, I didn't go to Averley, so that's genuinely like the worst bit of the season, apart from the FA Cup defeat. But that first five minutes, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what have I signed up for? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but then, <laughs> since then. The uh, no, nah, I didn't want to do that, but the the feeling that you get when you win and and it's it's class and it is it? you feel a part of it. You feel it's different for I guess the you two, Rich and John as, as commentators, because you're actually you're actually communicating it to people. I just get to sit there and watch it essentially. Yeah. Um I've got to rewatch it and then rewatch it again. But live football in that moment when you score last minute against St. Albans or you come back to win two one or whatever. Um, it's a good feeling. It's, it's, a, it's like, a fun feeling. When we're doing on the commentaries, I don't know about Rich, but myself, I try and be as fair and as right as possible. But when Ross Stern comes up in the last minute, pops the header in, scores absolutely a hell of a last minute winner, you can't not celebrate. <laughs> no, you can't. At the end of the day, you are Peacock's radio. If you don't celebrate a tournament goal, that's a yeah. Little bit, uh... I, if 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 you were looking for feedback from me. I think you need to be more biased. I think you've been off the other team. Don't over them. Well, when they get the ball, just don't speak. I, I, Talk about something else. That's not, that's not going to happen, obviously. <laughs> but with Peacock's radio, it ain't our concern what, what Dover are doing. There's no point in when we're doing the commentaries going, 
oh yeah, Torna are absolutely brilliant today when they're three 0 down. <laughs> When's that happening? Ably. <laughs> oh yeah, Ably. Yeah, but I think the fans who are listening would prefer me and Rich to say what's happening, how it's the happening, truth. the yeah, absolute yeah. truth. Yeah. Like we said that uh, the Avery game, it was really poor. And we actually got really bored and started talking about what we'd have at Weatherspoons and what we're having at KFC on the coach home. Because the football was that poor when we started to talk about something else. Luckily, it's not been like that since, so we can talk about it. But there's been times where, like, when Rich hasn't been there for a couple of games, I'm like, and the goalkeeper passing to the defender, passing back to the goalkeeper, passing back to the defender. Because nothing else is happening and it's really boring. There's no point in me then going, oh yeah, Torna are brilliant, when they've just heard me saying the opposition have had the ball for 10 minutes. Oh, I have wondered how many times I've had to say, and Grimes passes to Booth. And now Booth back to Grimes. <laughs> and now pass across to Jay Folson. And now back to Booth. I can tell and you back now. Back to Grimes. But Jay oh, and it goes back to Lavacum, but back to Grimes. <laughs> For Jay Folston, there hasn't been that many times, but he's only played a couple <laughs> of games. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, when it comes to com- to commentary, and obviously John will know as well, when you're being the main commentator um, and you've got to try and describe what's going on and you've got, you, you got like, for example, John sitting next to me, John will come in to describe what's just happened. Like, I'll, I'll, obviously, I'm talking through it, but if something like an attack happens or... For example, Stearns had a shot on goal. John's there to describe what I've missed because basically I'm I'm watching the ball. If you imagine it, I'm watching the game. You're watching the ball. I'm watching the ball. You know, yeah. if something happens off off left hand side, there's been times this season where John said, "Oh, that's happened off the ball." I've missed it because I'm yeah. I'm watching the ball. I'm trying to tell people on on uh, on the airwaves exactly what how how I see it. But um, you know, it's it's great to it, this whole podcast, this whole commentary thing. It it was words, you know, it was words play last year. It was like, oh yeah, we might we might do it, we might not. Look at us now, we're flying. What the words worth? <laughs> we. Hey, yes, oh, I was wondering how long it would take before some of them started creeping. <laughs> it's Adam. It's not going to be long. <laughs> Adam and creep go together very well in the same sentence. <laughs> If you were to pick, then let's go another subject. If you were to pick a player from the twelve games we've had so far, if you were to pick your top player, who would it be? Austin Booth. Austin Booth is a good shout. He is. Austin Booth was my shout as well. I don't. Uh... Oh, Dan Lavercombe has been so good. Like uh, out of those twelve games, I don't think. I've seen a better keeper. I'm not sure I will see a better keeper in the league. I think he's phenomenal. I think there's a lot of a lot of good performances this season. I've, Nick Grimes, he scored four goals. Might be doing he's, uh, this. Uh, Sorry, oh, Nick, man. if you're listening. <laughs> four goals, yeah. Let's go. That's I'm in a job for another week. <laughs> um, but him scoring four goals, four big goals as well. The 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 away at Maidstone, the winner at Braintree. It just big moments. Um, I think that's. I think it's hard to single one out. That's me being very diplomatic. I, I've had a, I've had a lot of experience with Austin. I've, I know him very well. I've worked with him before. Austin friend. No, so I've worked with him before. He's he, he is. I'm a comic friend. 
Oh. Don't fall in love with footballers. In in the in, in the seven prem, he Especially is him. was consistently Christ. one of the best performers. A lot of people you ask in, in around the seven league will tell you that he was sublime. And I wasn't sure because you know, look, it's a big step up. You know, seven prem to Van Ram South, it is a huge step up. But he's taken take it mentally. You know, he doesn't look out of place at all in that team. And he's correct. He looks like what he's been playing him? at this level for years. What do we call him? Rolls Royce. The non-league Van Dyke. That's what we call Austin. I, I, I call him a Rolls Royce. No, so non-league, non-league Van Dyke. Yeah, that, that as well. Van Dyke is brilliant. He is, he is I actually reckon off. Austin Booth might be worth more than a Rolls Royce. So I think you're doing him a disservice. <laughs> Depends on the Rolls Royce. Well, they've announced a lot of job cuts this week. Austin, so, um... Austin, Austin is is incredible. And so, well, Rich, out of the um, four games you've seen this season, who's your favourite? Do, do you know what? I'm going to go actually a little bit con- controversial on this one. I'm going to say Nick McKeity. Oh, the, re- the reason being, Ooh. the reason being, the reason being. <laughs> when Nick first arrived at the club about, I want to rough, I'm going rough here, about six years ago, we were, he was he was up front in a team that was struggling, really struggling. We were like down in the Southern League, Division One, South and West. We were in a relegation scrap and he was brought in as one of the uh, strikers for banging the goals and he just, he didn't fit that team because they didn't you know it was all a bit mixed match and it was it wasn't a great team last season he was here and again he looked I'll go ahead and say it he looked a bit chunky and overweight this season he's come back in and he's a different he's a different player he's like he's like a brand new signing um and granted he's like coming off the bench majority of the games he is coming he is playing but what he does is brilliant, like at Tombridge, for example. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, granted, it was a hot, sunny day. Players were absolute, you know, they were puffing. But well, for what Stern and Sinsberg, um, was it Sinsberg that started off front? Those two, was it Jarvis? Yes. No, I think no. it was Jarvis. Because Sims, uh, Simsy started, I think. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. Did. I don't think Stern um, did. So they what those two did, they tied the defense out. As soon as McCutty comes on, with his first touch, he's shooting a goal. He's, you know, granted he's got the big build and stuff like that. But for what he does, I know some fans who listen to this who won't agree with me, but you need to watch what he does when he comes onto the field. He yeah. different player. No, I agree. I am um, bit of a embarrassing fact about Nick McCutty as well, from from where I sit. Um as probably you three have done as well, watched the football manager save that Zealand did. Yeah. Nick Nick McCooty was like the man. Do you know what I mean? The, did you, did you the, come here thinking he's an actual forty goal a season striker? Like <laughs> I, I I came here thinking I like this is this is Ronaldo R nine reborn. That's that was my <laughs> expectation. Um and then first game is on the bench and I'm like which means he's on the bench. This guy scores 40 goals. What are you talking about? St. Nick is on the bench, and I could have promoted on his own. What's he doing? <laughs> Literally. Um, he's got but, a video about him. I, uh, I, I've been really, really impressed with how he plays. Like, uh, you can, I didn't watch a lot last season, but 
from what I hear, he's a man reborn and a man with a very important awesome. role to play. Awesome. And that ta- uh, that Tunbridge game that you you just re- referenced there, Rich, coming on as an impact player, finishing the game with that amount of energy, how well did he take his goal as well? It made his goal look like sort of just so easy. Yeah. Um. But he he puts himself about and he he chases lost causes down at the top end of the pitch. If he comes on with a platform, i.e., we're in the game, two one up, one all. Even if we're chasing a goal, the amount of pressure he puts defenders under to just think, right? If you make a mistake here with fifteen minutes left, not only am I going to take the ball off you, I'm going to score. You haven't got a lot of time to react, and he might do that once or twice a game in the in the twenty minutes he gets, half an hour he gets, and. Uh, I, uh, if I was a Taunton fan, I'd I'd cherish him because he he's super chilled all the time. He's, he's always player. he's always got a smile on his face, and he comes off the bench and he he finishes the game. He doesn't start, but he finishes it and gets us over the line. Sometimes he started that game at Welling, to be fair, and he he's the only one that scored. Yeah, Big one no win. You know, there's going to be one player that if he hears it's going to be slightly miffed. Top Don't goal. say it. Top Don't goal scorer Ross Dern. We've done, is, he, he done him a disservice. We have done him. We have done him a disservice. I, he, um, for me as as a football fan, as a if I take my analysis head off as well, well, even if I keep it on to be fair, but as a as a as a man that goes and watch football, I absolutely love the way he plays the game. I absolutely love the way that the amount of headers he wins. The amount of challenges he goes up to against against a centre back that's six foot four, and Ross is five foot six, five foot seven maybe on a, on a on a good day. Um, on. <laughs> but he he does a job. He's probably not the most natural striker you'll ever meet as well. Um, but top goal scorer works really really hard, and it just is a nuisance, an absolute yeah. nuisance. John, how many times have we said in commentary, how many, like, look at Ross Stern, he's been outmarked by three or four players who are two foot taller than him. Yeah. It's basically every game that we're talking about it now. But I think that's how highly rated he is as a player that the opposition have to have their big, tall, strong centre-back on him at all times. And he'll still win headers. And he's yeah. still with headers, yeah. I, I've never, I've never seen a player the size of him do what he does. Do you also not think that we haven't mentioned him because he's doing what his job role is? He's a striker. He's scoring goals, and you know, he it's not going unmissed, obviously, but he's I... doing exactly what it says in the tin I'm a striker I'm scoring goals that's it Roy, yeah Roy Keane would love him because he, he does his job yeah <laughs> he, is, he, he does his job he is how many is he on six he's on six yeah six league goals yeah six six league goals from 12 league games I don't know Perfect. how many starts I don't know how Perfect, many I don't know how many starts he's got maybe nine oh, hang on Talking about I should I, I should know this as as the as 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 statistician yeah but so, we'll, we'll say we'll say nine I feel like nine so, so have you a, a good reason you're here, Adam, is because you got the stats yeah, yeah cheers Max man. cheers Max he's the stat man well, you don't think, you don't think you're a hire for your puns do you can I finish sentence please Maxwell 
Talk about yourselves, chats. I'm looking now. (laughs) Statman Rich is on the case. Statman Rich. Stats with Rich. But yeah, Ross Stern. um, Not underappreciated. Not at all. But slightly... Slightly overlooked, maybe, because, like Rich says, he he's a striker that scores goals. Like, I, I think... I what you need to do. I but think he, because other players have been performing better than we'd expect them to, that we're going to be talking about them more than Ross Stern, who we think, oh, he's going to score the goals. I think... I take, go on. You gone, Adam? I was going to say someone else not to steal the limelight off of Rostern, but someone else that has really, really impressed me um, is Jay Folston. The the class he has, just with the, with the ball at his feet, the quality he's got, delivery, plays left centre-back, left wing-back, has played, I can't remember his first game back, but it felt like he played 100 minutes because there, there was that stoppage. What, what's, like, what's the phrase you love of Jay Folston? The phrase you love to use of him. He's an absolute... Perfect example of what, Adam? Inverted uh, wing back. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Inverted wing back, mate. You see it all the time. He, yeah, he, 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 is, he is a class, class footballer. He's he's really, really comfortable with the ball. Um, but uh, sort of park that for a minute. He's been out injured for six months, six five months. months, six months. He is The way he's come back into the team he had that first start against Eastbourne I think uh, yeah Eastbourne yeah. Didn't he and back in it, oh he's just going to play he's just going to play yeah the first start I think he's just going to play an hour he's ended up playing 90 minutes officially but with how long the game was probably like 105 with the, with a the stoppage that we had yeah I was so pleased for him to get the goal at Dover and I think you could see, by the way, the, the boys celebrated as well. Not only because, obviously, we've scored, we're back in the game, but because it was Jay as well, and they'd sort of seen firsthand how long he's been out for and how long he's just sort of impatient to get back fit, back into a position where he can play football. Um, and then he puts the cross in for uh, Makuti's goal against... Uh, was it Makuti's goal at Murpher? We lost 2-1 at home. Uh, no. Nah. I can't remember. But anyway, Jesus. You should know. Jesus. It was Nat Nat Jarvis against against, at at Murphy. Yeah, at home, I think it was McCoo. Of course, yes, of course it was. But the only only real bit of quality in the game that night from a Taunton perspective was Jay Falson's cross in the 91st minute. Um, The touch, the delivery. It's right under the head. Just got to direct it into the goal. And then he's. He's then backed that up with performance at Eastbourne. He's then got the goal at Dover. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him for the rest of the season. I think he'll be a big, big player for us. So just quickly checking, um, doing my commentary job, looking at the stats. Stern has started seven matches so far this season. That is an unreal return, isn't it? it yeah. an unbelievable return. I was going to say with Ross Stern as well, sort of why I don't think what certainly what, what I did mention is because I know he's obviously played a lot higher. You know he's been he's been in the Vanderbilt National League. Has he been in League League Two with Sutton? Well, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, but you know he he's he's been doing this for so long. He's been this quality for so long, as well. I mean, not obviously not take away the fact that he's still quality, but he has been doing this at this level 
for a long time. But yeah, he's he's he's, 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 he's a class player. He's a he's he's a player that I think a lot of players enjoy playing with because he's aged like a fine put, wine. Put him and Nat Jarvis together, for example. Jarvis will go up and up up against the a centre back, try and look for a one v one battle. If he's not going to win the header, he's just going to disrupt the centre back to win it. But then Stern is so good at picking up the second balls, being in a position to feed off that. So Nat's hard work doesn't go unnoticed, doesn't go to waste, essentially. There's no point putting the work on a centre-back to then him just put his head on it and head it 40 yards back the other way. So if we're going to try and get someone around him, Stern complements that really well. Then going the other way, in possession, he backs it up and scores goals. And he he's always asking Jordan and myself about penalties and things like that. So, I mean, maybe we, we don't need to talk about penalties just yet, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but, that's not... But... Yeah, I mean, he it's hard it's it's hard to to overlook him for not play of the season, but like twelve games in. Yeah, first quarter of the season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um it'd be hard to pick one person, but he's he's in with a shout for sure. Okay, well, I'm going to ask a question. Malachi Linton, when he's back fit, would you have him in the starting lineup? It's who it, me open open question to all three of you. Who's um, who's in contention to be dropped for him, Bo? Who I, should change? I don't know. It's difficult. Tough because obviously he's come in this season on loan. Um, gets a start first game, doesn't he? Against Braintree, so he's come in that, that like he's come in for that reason. He then picks up the injury. Unfortunately, he's been out for a while. Hopefully, not too much longer left. Um, I think I don't think it will change immediately. I don't I don't think it needs to change immediately. I think he will play a role where he can play himself into a bit of rhythm, into a bit of fitness. Um, whether that's fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour, whatever the odd start here and there. Um, but yeah, eventually he will be chomping at the bit to start games, as will Dave Sims Burgess. Um. As will Ross Stern, as will Nat Jarvis. They're all trying to play in that position. Yeah. What's and... a nice problem to have, Flo? <laughs> it's it's nice in theory, but when they're <laughs> when they're why am I not starting? Why am I not starting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's someone else's problem. Do you know what I mean? John, is um, he on loan until January? I'm not sure. Let me just have a quick Google. Uh, because ooh, I don't know. I that. saw. Um, something that Yeovil put out with their HP Source video, which is quite a good pun name, to be fair. I quite like that. Well, I do I mean. like the name, to be fair. Um, Mal was training the other day with the first team. So, obviously, he I'm guessing he's still there training week in, week out when he's back fit. But he was actually kicking the ball around. So, I'm guessing he can't be that far away. I don't I don't think that, that's not that uncommon when you've got a player on contract on loan somewhere else. When no, they, I think... Not for, I think that, that's pretty common. I think he's... Two weeks from from now, from today. I have just Googled Mal Linton Taunton and I found uh, the Glover's Cast news website saying that he signed a season-long loan. Yeah, I thought it was... Glover's Cast is usually very good for it. And yeah, they're, they're quite in the know with their players. So I would suggest we've got him until the end of the season. So yeah. I don't think 
I don't think we need to change it. Why no. change? Why change a winning mentality? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, there'll be there'll be lots of times to someone else might get injured, someone else might be away, someone else might lose form, whatever. I, I think the, the the biggest plus for Taunton is they have options. Yeah, and they're able to they mix and match that together. So it might be it might be Stern and Jarv. Then next week it might be Sims Burgess and Linton. Then the next week it might be a combination of the two. And then you've got to throw Nick McCooty into it as well. And it's it's uh, like like you say, it's a good problem to have. But I I wouldn't change it at the moment. You certainly wouldn't change it immediately. You know, you, you, it almost you'd be breaking into the team, wouldn't they? What would you do, John, as the most successful football manager player on this podcast? What would you do? Oh, we're going to start going about that, are we? Now we can save that for another day of the podcast. Champions League winners. Champions League oh, winners. Come on, yeah, John. Yeah, after starting at Welling, yes. I thought we were saving that for another podcast. We'll save that for another podcast. He's got, he's got to get it in there somewhere. I didn't even get it in first. I didn't even say nothing. It was brought up. Don't blame me. I, I would like to see him come in when fit, just so he can then... Just so that other players like Mal, not Mal, like uh, Nat Jarvis and Davidson Burgess, whoever, can kind of get a breather because they've been playing a lot of minutes because we've got a small squad. Yeah. With the injuries. Yeah, yeah. And considering, it, if you look at the games we've got coming up, um, obviously... Look, obviously looking, at, looking in November, it's Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, for basically the whole month. So be, it will be good to have players back just to retain the squad and potentially not get that serious season-ending injury for one of the main strikers. That could happen with two games yeah. a week. Uh, in the ne- just in the next month, we've got eight games. Eight league games, that is. Wow. Between now and the end of November? Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's mental, that. Which, which, obviously, we'll talk about it in a minute, but we've got, obviously, Hampton on Saturday, um, then Bath away, Chelmsford away, Farnborough at home, Western Supermare at home, Hemel away, Truro away. That's on a Tuesday night. Street away on a Tuesday night. And in between that, we've got an oh. FA Trophy game to fit in have, there somewhere. Have they rescheduled the, the Western game? Because that has been postponed. That's on here, yeah. Uh, that's uh, in in the works. In the works. Yeah, got, so uh, that press release that, that incoming. Make that seven. Oh, yeah, that sorry, one, yeah. yeah, that'll be seven league games plus a trophy game and an SPC game. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll need to play him at some point just because we can't have Stern, Jarvis, Sims, Burgess, McCooty, or play like eight games in a month. They're going to need a break. They're going to need to have a breather. Uh, in, in, yeah. in great respect, well, not, especially not at their age, where they're sort of, you know, they're at, you know, they're not in their early 20s anymore. No. You know, if, you, if, you put, if you put players like that in eight games in that space of time, they haven't got t-shirts hanging on the back problems. of their wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> mate, just it's just because you're you're jealous, isn't it? Just because I'm I'm, no, I'm young, I've still got my life ahead of me. No, no, it's not because I'm jealous. You're called Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's change topics completely. So what does everyone think is gonna happen on Saturday at home to Hampton and Richmond? The Richard. Game. Oh, go on, Max. Play some football. Play some football, Richard. Uh, I'll put my professional head on. This is probably, well, to be fair, these next these next games are tough, massively tough. Um, Hampton Saturday to begin with. 
we're at home, so the unbeaten record is still there. I've probably cursed it now. Um, yeah, that's going to be... Is Saturday going to be more tricky than Tuesday? Um, no, I I don't know. I think we need to get a decent result first on Saturday and then see what happens going into Tuesday. Adam? Um, I think Saturday will be a hard game because we know Tuesday's coming up. Um, whereas I think when we play Tuesday, obviously we play play Bath, local team, doing well, all of that. Um, but I think I think Saturday will be tougher than what the league table would suggest. Hampton are in good form. They've got players in good form. They've just had Jake Gray in the team of the week, FA Cup team of the week. Yeah, they've just they won the FA Cup game on Saturday, didn't they? I believe. Um uh, they, they, they that, played Saturday. Did, was that not FA Cup? No, they beat Dartford. 4-3. Oh, so that so that was in the league. Yeah. So they're they're either way, they're they're in the habit of winning. They've won their last game. Um it's been it'll be two weeks since since our last game. Our last game would have been Dover, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So all right, we're rested, but we've rest sort of a lack of sharpness potentially. Yeah, we're um, rested, but they've got match fitness. Exactly. Rhythm uh, rhythm and momentum, I think, are such a big thing. Um uh, it's it's good that we're at home, but we will need to start the game well. We need to start the game fast, put it on Hampton, um, else we could be in for a, a sticky afternoon. We'll, we'll but need for fans to back the boys, definitely. Hundred percent. I uh, I will say right now, and you can come back to this. Remember, I said it. I'm going to go for a two 0 Tottenham win. Two 0 Tottenham win, Max. I think Hampton are a side that's got a lot of goals in them. They've got some good strikers. They've got some good players to to feed into those strikers. I'm going. 3 2 torn. 3 2 torn. Ooh. And Richard's score? 1 0. Not as optimistic as the others. <laughs> to, to who? What, to yeah, who Richard? Which, which way? <laughs> which way, Richard? 1 0. 1 0. 1 0 home win. Love that. Well, you you three have all gone for home win, so I'm going to rock the boat. I'm going to say 0 0. Um, there's always um, one in what, what? What's wrong with you? Why are you. Do you not loved as a child? No, <laughs> I'm still not now. <laughs> no one wants to see a nil-nil. No one. No, don't say that. We, we're trying to get yeah, people to come down. If I John. say it, it won't happen. That subscriber's gone. I was going to say attendance. <laughs> Kev's already on the phone to me. Three hundred. Listen to the podcast where John depresses us all. <laughs> if I say nil-nil and then Taunton win three-nil, everyone's going to be a lot more happier. At least, right? At least, people listening to this podcast have a have a bite size snippet into what life is like at Taunton, because John is definitely the annoying one. That in oh, that in that I, statement that you've just said there, you, nil, you nil. think you aren't with your puns? <laughs> oh, Matt, to be fair, well. where's your pun for today? Oh, boys, I, I'm not a performing monkey. I can't do it all the time. What do you oh, want? No, John, not you. Oh, okay, I do. Well, I don't need to. Adam's here. He's done all seven. He's taken all of them. Do you think, though, talking obviously about the games coming up, do you think Tuesday is more we need to win than Saturday? No. No. Uh, I think we need to win every game. Every game is as important as is as the next. I would say I, I would take a more chance winning Tuesday if you win Saturday. 
because you have that momentum and you can carry a little bit of a little bit of form into into the game. Uh I don't I don't I don't I don't think I think if you offered Rob Dre four points right now, whichever way around, he would absolutely bite your hand off. Absolutely bite your hand off. Um but yeah, I I think why not win Saturday? Why not win Tuesday? I'm saying if you were looking at the list of fixtures, you're gonna think Hampton and Richmond are gonna be easier to beat than Bath. Yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. when you go to a derby date, anything goes. That's that is the point. Anything can happen in football. Anything can go. We could end up with six points from the two games. We could have three, four, none. We could anything I think... could happen. No, 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 no. Don't say none. We, again, John. Again, keep well, it could positive. Happen. It could happen. I, I think. I think, well, considering I considering yeah, but... our away form this season, let's win Saturday and deal with Tuesday after that. Take it games time. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think our away form has not been fantastic this year. It's been our home form that's allowed us to climb the league table. Let's concentrate on the home game. Win that game. Take care of business. Rest and recover for for Tuesday, and then uh, go and win four 0 away at Bath. I do. I uh, I mean I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say no if that was given to me as an option. No, but in all seriousness, Saturday first, Tuesday second. Right, let's focus, focus on Saturday because that's first. Question yeah. has to be, boys: Which one would you rather a winning? Both. If if you no, all right. So you are given the option. You are only. I'll take a win in one in one of those two games. Which one do you take? Saturday, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I go Tuesday. I think the only reason, just... uh, two two reasons. One selfishly because uh, I love an away win. I think it's a great feeling. Um, but two, and this is sort of being a little bit practical, I guess. Taking points of a team that are likely to finish around you in Bath. If yeah, that's, comp- that's a good point. If we're competing for the same thing, um, potentially, uh, I'd rather take three points off them and draw with Hampton. My thought process is: I know some Bath City fans, and <laughs> we beat them, rubbing it in their face. That's literally <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> Love it. I know. My my thought is Bath Bath are fine at the moment. You know, they are near top. I think, are, they, are they top or are they near top? Third. 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 Sorry. Third. Third. Right. So, yeah, they're flying. They're doing well. But they are playing good football. They're not doing as well as us. We're second. Well, I think it. if we can derail that, it'd be beautiful. Especially for your local rivals. But... I mean, didn't Weston go to Bath and absolutely demolish them like 6-2? Six, 6-2, two. Six, two, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of that would be nice. So, we could do the same. That would be nice. I'd enjoy yeah, it. I, I wouldn't say no to that, certainly. You know, Nick McHugh, yeah, trick, yeah, it'd be beautiful. 6-2, that game finished. Yeah. So I was right. It was 6-2. <laughs> yeah, Nick McHugh, yeah, trick. Easy. All right, so I think that will probably do us for today because we've been waffling on for a while now. Um, we, would usually, we would usually ask for questions from fans just to say what we've what they want us to talk about. Obviously, this is the practice one with no questions, so we can't do that. So I'll say we'll end it here and go to bed. 
Can I ask a question before we do that? No. Okay, no problem. <laughs> what was it? I I was going to say, if you had, um, if you had to stick your neck on the line right now and say, Portland are going to finish in this place in the league right now, knowing what you know after twelve games, where would that be? Tenth. Tenth. So I was just Tenth. looking at the league table. Then that's what that's what I was looking at. So the um, league. T- Tenth is only six points away from where we are now. No, I get that, but and Hampton... there's a there's a lot of football to be played. This is how tight the league table is. Hampton and Richmond are fifteenth, right? Yeah, they're four points out of the relegation zone. But a win on Saturday, they're then only one one point outside pr- promotion, one point outside playoffs. That's why I'm saying tenth because we'll I. I think we're going to struggle over the Christmas period just with the sheer amount of games. And the pitches. Yeah. And the pitches. And I can see a lot of games being postponed, which means we're going to be having Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, potentially Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday in like March, depending on how many get postponed. So I think that might derail us a bit. Hopefully not. Hopefully we finish first and everyone's happy and loving life. But in in my honest opinion, realistic tenth. And if someone offered me tenth at the start of the season, I'd have snapped their hand off. Oh, hundred percent right. Hundred percent. I think. Go on, then. Go on, Rich. I think. I think John's probably got it about right. To be fair, top ten. If we finish in the top ten, that is as good as a playoff battle, in my opinion. Granted, I'm not. We're not going to mention the p the p word, but. That would be, yeah. That's like dream. That's like a dream finish for the club. Yeah, Maximus. So I'm I'm going a little bit, little bit lower down, just a little bit. I I am I'm going twelfth. I'm going slap bang in the middle. You're not top half, not bottom half, just slap bang. I think that you are pure mid table. I don't feel we. What I think your ideal situation is no danger going down and no danger. You are there's no danger whatsoever, you're just there. I think if we can get ourselves to that position, that's perfect. So I've written I've written them down so we can come back to it. Yeah, um I I think we're gonna finish seventh. Wow, I think that's ambitious. Is that a comfortable finish seventh or last game of the season? Roston Oh no, that's a hundred and eighth minute winner. <laughs> yeah, like, a hundred eighth minute winner. Ross Stern run away, tapping his head like that. That's the day out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's I, the day I, the, I, Mac, the Mac goes flying out of the press box. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely not. I'm hugging onto that one. <laughs> I I agree. That, no, that, that would have to be a playoff win for Mac to be flying out of the press box. Yeah. <laughs> tenth would be first. at the start of the season, tenth would have been incredible. Um I just think we're riding the crest of the wave, and I just John, think. Do you, do you remember? No. So without going, without going downstairs and grabbing my book, I don't want to upset the dog, um, because she's asleep. But we at the Avery game, I believe, or no, it was before the Braintree game. Actually, we did, one, yeah. we did prediction. Do you remember where we where you put us? No. No, I can't. We'll have to do the research for next time. But we also said it'll be between Yeovil and Torquay to win the league. Yeah, now look at the table. I, I don't think it's going to be talking. <laughs> well, what 
we obviously we'll go into this on a different podcast, but what I've heard about Torquay isn't looking good. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. I do love seeing Torquay fans crying on social media because they they have absolutely underestimated how difficult this league is. I've got Every a little one. bit of advice for Torquay United fans. Shut up. Go and start a podcast called Walkie Talkie. And on that note, that's it. Let's end it. Yeah, on that note, that's it. We're Let's end right. it before I end it. Here we go. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Oh,